Well, hello, everyone. My name is Cameron, and welcome to this episode of Connected by Community, brought to you by Ballantine Capital Advisors. Uh, I'll have with me my co-host today, Anthony Colincheco, and we're super excited to have Amador with Bonjour, Maine. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, I guess tell us a little bit about uh, how you got to Greenville and kind of your, your start here with Bonjour, Maine and, and everything in between. Uh, how I got to Greenville was five years ago. Um, I did my high school in the States, in Virginia, and then I went back to Europe and I traveled far east. I lived in Dubai for a very long time and I always wanted to go to back west. And uh, the financial advisor that I have at the time, I mean, I wanted to go back to, to the States, but not necessarily South Carolina. And he was located here. So he was telling me about how Greenville, the rates that how it was growing and things. So I studied the demographics of Greenville and I decided it was a good idea to invest and something that shocked me that there was not a Latino nightclub. I mean, like uh, it's Hispanic music uh, downtown. So I decided, why not? I should do it. And I signed a lease for five years without setting a foot in the city. Wow. Yep. Wow. So what was the, the nightlife that you originally started with, if you don't mind us asking? I started uh, very early because the drinking age in my country in Spain at the time was 16. So I started going, uh, and I always liked it. Uh, actually, I did my high school in the States because my mother tried to stop it. So, I mean, since in the States they are kind of tough with the alcohol laws and things like this, he thought oh, I sent him there in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. So this will wear off. I didn't. I mean, I learned English in eight months. I graduated high school there. And then when I went back, I just went back to it. Awesome. Awesome. So what what are you working on now with, with Bonjour Maine now that you're you're there? Uh, I sold the other business that is Abanico uh, two weeks ago. And uh, my friend Myra, she owns Bonjour Maine. Bonjour Maine is mainly, is very successful as a breakfast and brunch place, especially during the weekends. And she had the night going on, but I mean, it was not like a proper night product for it. So I I convinced her to let me do it. Perfect. Perfect. So what are y'all, what's some of the new things y'all are rolling out that you're kind of getting, getting into? Um, I mean, I, I, on the menu that is, is being implemented is more of an international thing. I mean, I have from Asian influence at Tataki, from Lebanese influence Akiva with Labna. Um, I mean, like it's things that I find that they might be interesting uh, from different places of the world. I'll, I got a very good chef, fortunately, and the execution and the past performance that he has, um, I will deliver the product that I want. And then I'm kind of a music snob, so there is not a house music uh, venue here. So why not? Let's start at one. So, so you start off with dinner and then it turns into sort of a... Correct. Um, basically what we do is like uh, she finishes her thing at like uh, three and by four I take possession of the restaurant. I mean, it's still her business. I mean, I'm a consultant, you know what I mean? And um, so there is a, a one hour of mise en place. So everything gets prepared for the new menu. And by five, it starts the new menu. It goes on to 9.30 is the last uh, uh, order for the kitchen. And then we'll have a small, uh, sorry, a small, how you call it, um, a small late, late night menu, which it will roll on with the music. I will have a house DJ in-house from uh, eight, a little bit, building up from lounge uh, to more, uh, into more music scene. Awesome. So is that is that happening every night of the week or just kind of no, Friday, that, that's Saturday? Friday, Saturday, and eventually we'd like to do it on, on Thursday. 
Okay. But at the moment we're doing, um, I mean, we will start actually next, next month. I mean, this week I'm, I'm implementing the menu. It's only 60%. It's like kind of a soft opening. So, I mean, we open the door to see how the menu works in that kitchen and with, uh, and with the staff. And uh, in, um, in, my, in um, I mean, next month we will start and we have applied for the two o'clock permit, 12 to two. And in the moment that we have that, it will be more into the night. Awesome. So what, what uh, brought you kind of to the fascination of house music, just kind of from being overseas? That, and that, that's something that uh, when we grew up with. I mean, like, uh, I understand that here you don't have that culture. I mean, like when you go out and you are showering and get it ready, you don't put house music. We do that. I mean, in the sense, like, uh, since we are young, we, I mean, that's what we do. I mean, it's, it's, it's the music that is uh, like going out music. I mean, you Times are differently, so you go to a bar, and then if you decided to go to a nightclub, it's 2 a.m. already, and at 2 a.m. most of the clubs, they play ADM, I mean, house music, and I mean, it, it gets into you. I mean, like, you are growing up with it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up with Frank Sinatra. That's, that's the music I grew up with. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but I, th- I think that's a, a, a different time frame. <laughs> a different ti- time slot. I've been to Bonjour, Maine for, for breakfast. Great, great, great place. My wife ab- absolutely loves it. And, and I read an article, um, Paul for Greenville was here, and, and I think you guys sold out in like three hours. I mean, you, that's Maida. I, yeah. I mean, that, that's the morning thing. Uh, I mean, I was there. I mean, I was trying to get out of the way. But... I mean, Fall of Greenville started at noon, more or less. One day at 11, the other at noon. Many people prepare for that, but you have to understand that the restaurant opens at 8, 8.30. So, I mean, like, by the time they start doing that, they already had the rush hour. So, I mean, they had the last, the, I mean, they peak before that, and then they started selling crepes there. And there is a point, I think, like, by 2, Mayra decided to close the restaurant and became a crepe factory because, I mean, they could not keep up with demand. Wow. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, it, it went extremely well. It went extremely well. I mean, and her items, is, it was like three different crepes, lemonade and something else. I mean, like nothing major, but I mean, they were doing crepes, 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 crepes. Before the show started, you talked about how COVID sort of um, ruined some of your plans. How's COVID changed the restaurant scene? Not only the restaurant, the nightlife. I mean, like... Uh, um, a restaurant, as, as you know, if they pass the five-year barrier, uh, they normally make it for a very long time. Um, nightclubs, they last five years. I mean, in a small town like Greenville, they might last longer, but that, that's their life. I mean, like, then you need to rebrand it. Recons- Sorry. Um, so the, um, it takes five years. So when you have something like COVID that they don't let you open, they destroyed your timing, then they pay people to, I mean, like obviously they take them out of a job, then they give them money. And then there is a point that there is no need for them to come back to, to the market. Gotcha. So it, it, it really messes up with the dynamics of the business. And then the, the supply chain broke. And then you have chicken that is more expensive than rims. And uh, I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense what you are selling. I mean, like, and you cannot change pra- prices every week. But the prices were changing every week. I mean, in crepes. Crepes is uh, three things. Uh, flour, milk, and eggs. Eggs went up, what, 40%? Milk went 30-something percent? And the other, I don't know how much. I mean, like, there is a point that, uh, what, what can you do? I mean, like, I 
I mean, like, you can go to a restaurant and then you pay for a crib $16 and then next day is 24 I mean, you cannot adjust the, the, you cannot adjust the pricing to the real pricing of what is happening to you. So many restaurants, I mean, especially the ones that sell wings, there were times of like, uh, that they were losing. I mean, every time you go there to eat wings, they were paying for you to be there. So on the nightlife scene in Greenville, I know you mentioned it's, it's kind of a small town, but it is growing. Like I kind of grew up here, so that's kind of my scene. But um, I guess, what do you think that, that the nightlife that you're going to bring, other than the house music, is kind of going to change the scene of Greenville versus I, the- I don't think it's going to change it. What I think is like, in America, you have a very strange idea of competition. You think that people that compete in your, same, in your time slot is competition, and it's not. I mean, if I open a place downtown and another place downtown, what we're doing is we're bringing more people downtown. And in America, if you see the, um, you don't construct the uh, high, so the, it's very low. So what happened that expands very quickly and there is houses everywhere. And then there is a point that the metropolitan areas break down. So I mean, like people that uh, five years ago, people that live in Isley, they had no business being in Isley. They needed to go downtown to meet people. Now they stay in Isley most of the time and you don't see them. So if you put more venues downtown, that will make more people going downtown. I mean, it's, it's not competition. I mean, it's not what are you, you put more things. I mean, Bond opened last, last two years ago. It brought more people downtown because mm-hmm. I mean, they have a venue that's 350 people. So this means that they probably should put through the building 600 people. They're bringing 600 people that were not there. So they might pour into another bars. Maybe they don't like the product they brought, but they're already there. Or they might like uh, finished one and they go to another bar and pop for a drink. So the more things that they are, the more, um, I, mean, I mean, the more traffic you build and then the things become better. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've been to Bond plenty of times, know a lot of those guys over there. How was the, I guess, because that's kind of considered EDM is kind of the whole scene that they were trying to bring here. How was that going to compare to the, the, the house I'm music? Not, I mean, uh, EDM is a term that I don't understand because it goes like from house music to lounge music to, I don't know, dubstep. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's something that is like, oh, because it's electronic. I mean, they don't even have a, a, a RPM set. I mean, like, it's just electronic. House music, I mean, you can go more deep, more uh, more tech, but that's is, is, is a very niche market. We did a small party Saturday, and to give you an idea, the, we 95% of the people uh, were not uh, American. Hmm. Most of the people were European. I mean, the biggest groups that I had was Italian and Russians. Wow. So, I mean, that there, I do understand, I mean, I do know that there is a market for that. And then the Americans, they are transplants. They are people that they came either from California or from New York. I'm not saying that someone from South Carolina might not have been there, but was not the norm. I mean, I know because I checked the IDs. <laughs> yeah, there so, I mean, I, it's not like, I mean, you check the ID and you know where the people is from. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a product that I might catch on. I mean, the venue is small enough, so it will have retention. So I'm not worried about like having a big room that you only have like 30 people or 40 people, 60 people, and doesn't look right. This this one is a small venue, and um, I think it will work. And then I don't know. I mean, small European feel. I mean, I, I have the two disco balls or wash lights, and I mean, it look right. It look good. I think I think it will do good. So you said the restaurant was. Soft open this week, and we are, we are actually in the soft open. I mean, you are welcome to pop in. Only six percent of the menu is implemented because, in my experience, 
I mean, in Dubai, when I was working for a friend, we opened three restaurants at the same time. So that was a nightmare. And they need to be ready at the same time. So I learned that it's better like you have your menu, you know how it works in your head, but you don't know how it's going to work in that kitchen. So, and this was an open kitchen. So you see the people mounting your plates and things like that. So it needs to be right. So we implemented, now we have like 60% of the menu and um, next week we will put more that it will be finished. But I mean, all the mistakes, I want them this week. Mm -hmm. And then when you enter, I tell you the story that we are not really open. I mean, that, so expect what it is. Also the, the, um, the servers that I have, they're very young, they're not even 20. So they need to, to understand the menu. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. I mean, like from one day you are doing one thing and then next week is completely different. Yeah. Well, on the business side, how, how hard was it to find employees at, at that time? During the COVID? Uh, no, right now. No, no. Right, right now it's, it's actually a little bit better. Okay. Um, especially in the price point that we are doing. We are doing a price point like uh, a date should cost you 65, 70. So it's not super expensive, but the technique and product is good. So I do think that there is a good market for that. Servers see this and they, they see uh, that they can make money. I don't think, I think the top game um, is difficult for servers to make money because I mean like to have fine dining, you need one server for, per five tables. And there is nights that they are not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, in any other things that you guys are kind of working on that you're excited about that, that you can share with us? I mean, the menu, the, the menu I'm very excited because it's something that is kind of eclectic in the sense, uh, I mean, I, I'm, it will be the only place that you can have a chicken tarkari. A tarkari is a Venezuelan curry. So, I mean, like only in that, I mean, if you see things that you will not see elsewhere. And um, the tataki, I, I think the last two weeks, I try every tataki that is in, uh, in Greenville. <laughs> and I tell you that our product, I mean, it's up there. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. Mean, obviously, the market doesn't care what I think. The market uh, cares about what people do. I'm putting these, these items there. And if they get the people like them, they're going to buy them, and they will stay in the menu. And if not, they, they need to be removed. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. So we have a signature question that we typically ask our guests. What makes you tick? So what do uh, you mean? Like uh, what it takes me out of bed to, 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 yes. to keep going. I mean, I do like the, the fact that, I mean, I didn't know anyone in this town. Uh, I designed a contact, um, a concept that was Sabanico, that was uh, Spanish tapas and then a night, uh, um, um, a nightlife kind of like Hispanic music. And I really liked it. I mean, like even the managers that I hired, they told me that was not going to work. And then you see that when I was going through it, I mean, the restaurant wasn't extremely successful. It did okay. The, the nightlife did really well. Um, but what I see that was funny is like, you see a place that is corporate like Paloma, that they brought the same concept three years later. I mean, I was three, three years ahead and they kind of dropped it because it didn't really work because it's not, Mine, I saw I need to go to extremely authentic. Extremely authentic to, I mean, like I was serving things, I don't know, recipes from the 1300s. And, um, and you see that a corporation, that they make their study, how many people passed in this, all the demographics, all of this, decided that was time to do it three years after I did it. And then in nightlife, uh, we mentioned Bond. Um, they were closed for a very long time. 
I mean, when Pine Open, uh, Port Lounge was closed, now they open and they're trying to do a Latin night on Saturday, which I put more people in a small venue. So I think uh, I want to do the same thing now, you know, I mean, put something that is uh, modern commercial uh, in this and then the house music. Will it work? The market will tell me. But uh, I, I mean, I really want to see in five years if it did or it didn't. Yeah, pioneer new things. I love it. I, I really like the, 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 and also, I mean, I worked like Abanico. I mean, this is a town I didn't know anybody. And now there's a lot of people that Abanico is a word in their vocabulary every day. They might not even know what it means, but it's in their mind. Awesome. Awesome. Well, where can everybody find you, bef- you know, whenever you guys are open full time or even if they want to pop by for the South Open? I mean, we're in Bonjour, Maine. We are um, 20 South Street. Is between, I mean, it's in the middle of downtown. It's between uh, Washington and McBee. I mean, we're in the middle. I mean, you cannot miss us. <laughs> and um, Myra did an excellent jo- job decorating it. So, I mean, you see, she has like in the entrance all these flowers with lights and things. So, I mean, you know, easy to find us. Perfect, perfect. Well, yeah, we're, I'm excited to check it out for sure and, and see the new venue. So, very excited. Anytime, anytime. You're welcome to come. Very excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us. And uh, yeah, look forward to checking it out. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching and tuning into this episode of Connected by Community brought to you by Ballantine Capital Advisors. Until we see you again, go out and make our community great. All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Tried Advisors, LLC, member FINRA. Advisor services through Ballantine Capital Advisors, Inc., Tried Advisors, and Ballantine Capital Advisors are not affiliated.